1: You can also find all my books on Amazon and other retailers. And now on to the show. Business to business or B2B marketing presents a unique set of challenges and has often been treated as a completely different marketing practice from business to consumer or B2C marketing. But there's one important thing to remember, and that is that all of the business customers are also B2C customers outside of their work life. Today we're going to talk about B2C expectations in a B2B world, and how consumer expectations can be managed and even exceeded in a B2B environment. To help me discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome Chris Costello, Executive Vice President Worldwide Strategic Accounts at Amazon Business. Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks, Greg. Yeah, looking forward to talking about this with you. So why don't we get started by you giving a little background on yourself as well as your role at Amazon Business.
2: Sure. I've been in the B2B tech space my entire career. I've held roles in sales, marketing, product, tech. I've done offer development, operations, led mergers and acquisitions, business development, and I've had global assignments. I've worked with customers from the most complex multinationals to small to medium business to retail. I've often sought out roles in emerging services startup type areas and hyper growth environments and in my current role at amazon business i am proud to lead the amazing teams that serve the fortune 1000 customer base
1: great great so let's get started by talking about what i talked about in the intro those those b2c expectations and how they come into play in the b2b environment so to set the stage uh, let's talk about some of the traditional challenges in the b2b environment in other words Why isn't the B2B customer experience always the same as a B2C one for some companies?
2: Yeah, user experience definitely differs based on customer need. And I'll use the Fortune 1000 customer base that I serve in B2B. And this customer set typically are looking for capabilities like integration with their existing procurement systems where they've already made investments integration with their single sign-on security software. These customers have a need for detailed analytics to identify their spend patterns. They have a need to track their spend against their diversity and sustainability goals. And many times these customers are also looking for higher volumes in terms of the amount of things that they order and or how they want to receive it. They want things delivered perhaps on a loading dock right? And or to thousands of remote work locations. And so uh, it's a more complex set of logistics than the box that is delivered to your front door as a consumer. Uh, Another difference in customers that I work with is many of them have a requirement to negotiate contracts and or submit requirements through a formal RFP process. So very, very different than uh, B2C in that sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. In some cases, it's just uh, the same thing, but to a, a larger degree, and in some cases, you know, completely different uh, different challenges, like the the RFP thing. Do you think that B two B customer expectations are changing to be more based on expectations in their non work lives, or has this always been the case?
2: I've observed B two B customers having a higher bar for simplicity and speed. You know, especially over the last couple of years with COVID, with supply chain constraints and with working from anywhere. And, you know, our experiences in our personal lives with innovation advancements have made our lives easier, right? And I think about, I buy things from a mobile app. I get, you know, my delivery in a couple of days from many of my consumer experiences. I love the prepaid shipping return labels. Mm -hmm. That is, you know, something that is valuable to me. Um, The fact that People are getting their groceries and dry cleaning delivered to their homes, uh, the ability to print stamps online, pay bills and access their statements online, uh, the fact that you can view your home from your security camera, from your mobile device while you're on vacation. So I speak with many customers in business who desire this, but they have this challenge of having you know, many, many complex needs and suppliers where they're looking to help them with consolidation. Um, They're looking for access to a a wide selection of products across categories, and they want visibility of their spend, they want compliance, they want cost savings. So they have these unique and pretty complex needs, but they're looking for the, the really frictionless way to transform the user experience. And I've heard many customers specifically say, in the B2B space that I work in the customers that I serve that they want an Amazon like experience in business.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so definitely I'm sure those those B2B brands they're listening to shows like this and reading, you know, reading about all these expectations and hearing even from their customers that these expectations exist but what's the biggest challenge or maybe challenge that for these B2B brands that are trying to meet those expectations like why why aren't are they sometimes unable to?
2: Yeah I'll share a use case of a customer that I'm working with now and this is a B2b customer and they're looking to scale and simplify the procurement needs of their employees and they have 300,000 employees all over the world. And each end user has their own preferences, their own unique requirements. And in working with this customer, we're together finding that the key is the balance of creating this user experience that's empowering and flexible to the end user, but also to the decision makers and the leaders and the administrators of the overall project. They have a set of requirements for control, And they also need to hit their cost savings goals. But what we're working on is an experience so that all of the end users of that 300,000 employee base uh, across the world, it appears as if we just made their lives easier with this excellent and frictionless user experiences and all kinds of choices and what my team spends time on is working with customers to make their end user experience frictionless, and you know, part of that is you know seamlessly integrating with the day to day tools that these employees are using and the processes that they're they're used to uh, interacting with on a day to day basis, so that they don't have to learn something new or slow down productivity. And what we're finding is that we're able to meet the you know the control goals, the governance goals, the cost savings goals, and at the same time, creating this frictionless user experience. And you know, long uh, are, are the days where I'm using procurement as an example here. But lo- you know, long gone are the days where procurement you know wants to come down with the hammer and make things hard for employees to do business because it just slows down results and ultimately affects the top and bottom line.
1: Numbers. Before we continue, let's take a quick break. If you're like many marketing leaders today, you're inundated with a need to improve the customer experience across an increasing number of channels and touch points, all while ensuring your team is performing well, innovating and continuously improving. So how do you find the time to determine what's next for you, your team, your brand and your customers? My company GK5A can help. Whether it is advisory services, evaluation of marketing technology platforms and solutions, or digital agencies and implementation partners, or assistance with creating strategic roadmaps and prioritization of efforts, we've done it all and served as an ally to Fortune 1000 brands and in industries like financial services, healthcare, consumer electronics, professional services, and more. You can learn more about these services and contact us at wwwgk 5 a that's www.gk5a.com. Now let's get back to the show. And so you, you kind of touched on this, but, you know, I, I wonder, speaking on the, the flip side of the, the challenges, what do you think is the biggest opportunity for a brand to pull ahead of its competition? I mean, I, I'm sure lots of B2B brands thinking about this, um, some taking different sets of steps to do that, but, you know, what what's a what's one of the biggest opportunities for a brand to pull ahead when it comes to meeting these expectations? My advice is to work backwards from customer needs and to be hyper-focused
2: on the 360 customer lifecycle, where you're making it almost irresponsible not to do business with your company and create a solution that's going to transform the user experience, find a way to accelerate your cycle time and your SLAs, of course, You know, not sacrificing any quality to do so, but to get the product or the service into the hands of your customer fast and look at things like, well, how can people search for information on my business? Is your website intuitive? Do you offer chat 24 seven? Do you offer free returns if you're in a physical goods business Can customers interact with you seamlessly, whether it be physical or virtual? I recently had this telemedicine experience and I think it's transformed the lives of many people to be able to pop onto a Zoom call, speak with a doctor, get a diagnosis, and then get a script delivered to your home. And yeah. flipping back to business, you know, let's say you're interacting with customers who issue requests for proposals, RFPs. Do you have an automated intake process for that? And or are you integrated with some kind of reverse auction software platform that customers can r- interact with? Those are some examples.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So Amazon is known for its commitment to customer service and the customer experience, and so many of us Prime members, myself included, uh, know it for how it transformed customer expectations and really that experience of, of e-commerce. You know, it really changed the game there. So. There may be some out there less familiar with Amazon Business, though. So um, there are certainly differences between B2B and B2C, as we discussed. But what are some of the benefits for Amazon to have both of these parts of the business and, and keeping them distinct as well?
2: Yeah, at Amazon Business, the early part of our journey was building on and expanding on our B2C learnings where we began initially in serving the SME space, the small and medium business customer. As if you think about it, the user experience may not be too far off from how a consumer buys. And from there, we took those learnings. And over time, we pivoted and we now scale to serve the most complex, large enterprises, government customers. And today we're serving 6 million customers of all sizes and industries. And You know, taking that journey and those learnings allowed us to provide customers that familiar user experience in the consumer space, but then apply it in a little bit
1: of a different way to serve business customers and scale over time. Yeah, yeah. And so could you elaborate a little bit on that maybe and, you know, talk about how Amazon business is able to leverage and and learn from the consumer side? Like, what are are some examples of that?
2: Sure. So similar to offering vast selection you know so many different types of you know products uh, that you can choose from competitive pricing and then of course the fast free shipping that we're known for for our prime members Uh, we carry a lot of those learnings onto the business side and we also offer a similar user interface and a mobile application and think about it much of our selection in our consumer business is also in demand for business customers. So like school districts that we serve, they need books too. You know, corporate customers that we do business with, they need keyboards and monitors just like consumers do, but often in uh, larger quantities. So while B2B customers have specific needs beyond just selection, it gets, you know, a little bit more complex in that You know, they need additional reporting, additional billing, et cetera. But another example that's similar in the B2B and B2C space is we have customers that are looking to meet goals around diversity and sustainability spend. And similar to how we surface climate pledge friendly products in our consumer business, we offer those types of capabilities and more on the business side as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so... How does Amazon Business maybe think differently from the consumer side of the business? Then,
2: yeah. So as we were talking about before, I cover the most complex multinational accounts, and you know, one has to think of scale, right? Required to serve this this type of customer, and one one thing that I, I would use as needing to think differently is the customer service associates that support our Amazon business customers typically are gonna handle more complex challenges like invoice reconciliation of a multinational corporation huh. with many locations around the world. Yeah. Inventory is another example I would cite where you know customers may buy things in thousands versus in individual packages. On the business side, uh, we offer professional services and we also offer API integration. With customers' procurement systems. And finally, we tailor our solutions to the needs of certain verticals. We found that, you know, working with different industries such as healthcare, financial services, retail, and government industries all have a very unique set of requirements. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, Chris, thanks so much for joining the show. I've got one last question before we wrap up here. So you've given a lot of great advice and and insights already, but what's uh, one piece of advice you'd have for B2B brands that are experiencing this gap we talked about, you know, the gap between customer experience that uh, their customers want and what they're experiencing? What, What would your advice be to them in the months ahead?
2: Yeah, the number one piece of advice is define your target market because you can't be all things to all companies sure. initially. As you think about this transformation, you know, work back from customer needs of that target market that is chosen. You know, if you're serving B two B of all shapes and sizes today in all industries, that's okay. You know, maybe you're a hundred year old business. It's going to take some time to pivot, and so maybe you start with SMB. Uh, and then move to uh, you know larger businesses over time. Also prioritize your needs in a roadmap. Maybe step one is just simplicity around a website refresh. Uh, maybe step two is building the business case and the ROI to improve customer service. And then seeking to consolidate legacy systems or retire legacy systems, holding you back from modernizing and. That requires investment time, of course. Uh, But finally, and most important, I would leave our listeners with talk to your customers and test and measure as you build and scale that next generation CX.
1: Yeah, Yeah, great advice. Love it. Well, again, I'd like to thank Chris Costello, Executive Vice President, Worldwide Strategic Accounts at Amazon Business for joining the show. You can learn more about Chris and Amazon Business by following the links in the show notes. Thanks again for listening to the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom podcast brought to you by Tech Systems. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to subscribe on your podcast channel of choice and leave us a rating so that others can find the show more easily. You can access more episodes of the show at www.gregkilstrom.com. That's G-R-E-G-K-I-H-L-S-T-R-O-M.com.